Welcome to the Reading Aloud podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us and a baby. <laughs> Enjoy. So the other day during one of your men's groups, you all talked about holiday traditions. I want to ask you, what is your top favorite holiday tradition? I actually really liked the stockings when I was younger. We really loved getting into the stockings. And the best tradition that I remember was my sister and I would sit at the top of the steps and, sorry, sorry, <laughs> looking at you, this is a total <laughs> aside, looking at you, in abbreviated version, the last time we're staying at my house, there's upstairs, downstairs, there's a hallway, my room's at the end of the hallway, and in between my room and the steps is the bathroom. Well, my soul gets up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. <laughs> And luckily, they're very forgiving steps, and everything's okay. We'd only be laughing about it, but just falls down the steps. No one in the house wakes up. Like ass over heels. <laughs> Tumbles down the steps, and nobody knows, and you just get right My back favorite part. Bed. Well, it was so traumatic that I was like, if I wake him up, I'm going to end up crying or like, yeah. you know, being up right. for a while. I mean, and I was like, I just need to go back to sleep. Also, my favorite part was the next morning when you were like, I thought I heard something. <laughs> anyway, okay, so my sister and I would sit at the top of the steps and we would slowly take one step at a time on our, you know, like until my mom and dad would say, okay, you can come down. And it was like getting into the stocking. So that was really one of my favorite traditions growing up. I think my ultimate favorite tradition of my adult life is Christmas Eve after church. We always go to church. You know, my family has raised Catholic. We go to Christmas Eve Mass. Come home. It's dark. It's quiet. Just sitting in the living room and just staring at the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve. All lit up. Presents under it. Just kind of that magic. I always feel that magic in that moment. And that tradition of just sitting quietly and kind of taking in that moment is by far, I do that every year, and it is by far my favorite tradition. Mm, it's really sweet to think about. What does the magic mean to you? It's a celebration. We talk a lot about holding space and holding ceremony and doing things with intention. And here's a celebration that we have every year that at its core, now of course it's commercialized and consumerism's taken over and capitalism's taken over, but like at its core, it's still about the spirit of giving and enjoying each other's company. And there's just a – to put a tree in your house and to put lights on it is pretty a pretty magical thing to do. Like we never do that except once a year. We put a tree in your house and you cover it with lights and there's all these memories that come up. You share food. You, you sing the same songs. You do all these things that are very ritualistic. You're able to bring joy into other people's lives through giving them things that it's they also, want or need. It's, it's also really, it be really special. It's also, uh, you know, I think people experience it as a time of hope. Hope for the possibility is that coinciding with the end of the year. It's hope for a new year with new possibilities. It's a time of putting aside differences and coming together in love, in families. That's right. And it's a time of potential for rebirth. 
And I think that this year in particular, people need that because there's been so much loss and so much change and so many memories that haven't been made. Christmas isn't a joy for everybody. It is a, it is, you know, marketed as a time of joy and hope and rebirth, et cetera. But those can be hard concepts for people and especially when they've experienced deep grief or loss. And so my hope is that there is magic for you this season. Mm-hmm. My favorite tradition is the music. And it's it's been really wonderful in my small family growing up on Christmas Eve after our church service, we would come home and my grandpa would play the piano and everybody would just sit really quietly. It was like you, it was quiet and looking at the tree and sitting and talking and being quiet and listening to my grandpa play the the songs. And, you know, he's been dead for almost 15 years, 15 years next year. And the fact that your dad plays the piano is unbelievable. And I know that the year that my parents spent Christmas at your house, it was really incredible for them to have that opportunity to hear your dad play the piano and to get to experience that same tradition. And that's your favorite tradition is sitting and hearing the piano being played. Well, and in part because we don't have that many others. I mean, we do Christmas Eve service and then you know, I mean, a couple of other ones that are of note are Little Smokies. <laughs> Get those Little Smokies on Christmas morning. And orange rolls. Ooh. I, I actually prefer, I think, sometimes those like Christmas breakfast to any other meal. I mean, Thanksgiving rivals it, but that Christmas breakfast is always really special because it just feels like there's joy within it. Well, I can't believe you haven't talked about screwdrivers. Well, I was going to, but we were focused on Little Smokies. <laughs> my family's tradition is to do vodka screwdrivers and cinnamon rolls. Most importantly, do we have vodka? I think we'll probably need to get some. Okay. The, the parents have tapered off on that, but we need to hold that tradition. Yeah, we do. Thanks for a smooth day. I want to talk about one other thing as a part of this podcast, which is last week we were listening to thoughts on infusing joy in the midst of pain. And that's a concept that's much easier said than done. And one that gets co-opted by this notion that like, get in the spirit or feel the joy or whatever. And I feel I'll just, I'll kind of speak openly right now. I feel like with the pandemic, there have been many times over the course of the two years where I've been less comfortable and then times when I've felt more comfortable and feeling risk adverse and then feeling like I'm willing to take a risk here and there. And I think everybody can kind of admit that we were starting to feel with vaccines and boosters and um, some people using their natural immunity of their own exposure to COVID that maybe we were getting some some resilience as a, as a country. And so that meant that we could get together uh, without concern. And especially for us who have a little unvaccinated baby, you know, in the last little bit, I, I don't, I don't even know if it's honestly, babe, I don't even know if it's Omicron. Like, I don't even know that we're like being exposed to that. I'm just hearing new and difficult stories. People are just having really difficult experiences and I'm not feeling as confident. And so I'm, I'm really looking for 
joy in the midst of, I wouldn't call it pain so much as continued disappointment Mm -hmm. because I've really needed that this year because I am, I feel like I suffered with some postpartum depression and now I've been feeling good for a while. And then it just like kind of feels like one thing after another keeps coming up. Back from having this little vulnerable baby, we're, you know, in the best case scenario than many people in this country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, um, I think I personally have experienced some fatigue around it. The length of time and these kind of senses that we get, times that we get where it feels like we're moving past it and then it comes back. I mean, that fluctuation is really hard to deal with. Are there ways that you feel like the Christmas season or the holiday season, will it help you move through it or will it just make it even worse because of the disappointment? Well, I mean, I think, you know, I'm kind of hearkening back to our fertility series that we recorded, which is Mm. for those who haven't yet listened, you should go back and listen to our fertility series because we recorded a very short episode each week out of the month and kind of documenting one week being really feeling really free and like, we're not pregnant and we're okay with that. Then feeling like anticipation, then feeling like we're efforting, then feeling hopeful, then feeling disappointment and cycling through that. And the fatigue that showed up for us in that cycle, we were exhausted by the hope and the disappointment, the hope and the disappointment. This is how PTSD can be created when there's a chronic issue that keeps coming up, like a recurring diagnosis or a recurring disappointment or a recurring violence, things like that. And you get a breath and you're like, I'm okay. Oh, wait, I'm not okay. And the the nervous system starts to get nervous about when's the next thing coming. And that's a little bit what I'm experiencing. And I would love to say that like, I could just let the magic explode my fears. And, you know, I have let, I have in certain holidays, I have said, like we did at Thanksgiving. I let the magic of Thanksgiving explode my fears. I took every precaution I could and then we did something for Thanksgiving and we made it out without getting COVID. And I just said, we're just going all in on this. I don't really feel the same right now. I don't feel like I'm going all in on this right now. And maybe once I land at Christmas time, I'll be like, fuck it. We're just going to enjoy it because I'm not going to sit here and not be here and not enjoy it. I don't think Christmas is going to do anything about it. Christmas ain't got nothing on this anxiety. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. Like, that to me is a little bit too out there. I'm going to let the story of Christmas (laughs) bust up the reality of people dying. Yeah, okay. I understand that. Here's, like, one way I, I might think about it. We've had some arguments lately. And one of the ways that I think helps us settle in those is social interaction and of course safe or outside or mass during the time of covid but like social interaction and sometimes i think a holiday or a gathering with people a celebration can help ease that because it's a little bit of like a you're allowing time to separate i get more nervous about covid personally when i'm reading an article by myself in the house and then going to the grocery store by myself. I get less nervous about COVID when I'm with my friends. And I know that that doesn't make any sense. Opposites attract. I'm just saying personally about where like my level is. Yeah, go ahead though. So 
what I mean by opposites attract is like the social situations for me are the the hardest because unless I've unless I've given like we did at Thanksgiving unless I just made a decision to just like not think about it and not care those are the hardest because I'm trying to ride this line of like close but not too close cautious but not too cautious relaxed but mindful I mean it's it's so hard like at home I don't have to decide what to do I just walk up and down the stairs I go get food I clean eat talk to you watch tv play with my son yeah I don't have to think about shit right right and so so what about the example that I used about like when we're in an argument and social interaction helps ease that yeah I mean because social interaction is not poison Got it. Got it. So I understand. Social interaction mean. isn't going to lead to the potential lead of to, right. It's a distraction. It's a remedy. It's a it's balm for the soul. It's joy. It, I think most importantly, it's a distraction. Yeah, but when we're talking right. about COVID, it's literally where the problem could potentially lie. Right. Right. Where does one get COVID from? Other people. Right. Who have COVID. So then. I don't know what to say. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. As people listen, they're going to be extreme judgment. I feel very vulnerable talking about this Mm -hmm. because this is such a polarizing issue. And I think that people are tired of giving a shit. Yeah, that's so true. Why do you think people that because we want to avoid it? I mean, you have really good understanding of this stuff. So why do you think people get so dismissive? Everybody is tired tired so it's and a no and everybody thinks they're doing the best that they can and and i think people just want to be assume that they're doing their best and i don't think people know how to have adult conversations about difficult things yeah, that's what i was wondering that you'd say i think it's i think it's a little bit of like conflict avoidance too yeah it's you said it it's an inability to have adult conversations to just say hey here's where we're at kind of almost in a it's a weird word to use but kind of in like a professional way yeah like, like where are we going to meet on this topic that is not it's it's it not may personal be char- yeah it's not personal, not it personal. May, it's not it may be charged for you emotionally but for us it's let's lay out the facts we have a new variant more people are dying more people are getting sick we learned that breakthrough cases are more common. We still have an unvaccinated kid. Put the facts out on the table. What are we going to do? I mean, that's how I feel about it. You know, you and I have had the experience of talking through it with each other. And it's like, okay, well, it brings in our families. It brings in our friends. It brings in what we're going to do with our time socially. And it gets, it just, it gets, I don't know what it gets. It gets exhausting mm-hmm. in the midst of like we've been talking about joy in the midst of difficulty or disappointment it's patience kindness not taking things personal seeking the joy while also allowing space for the disappointment i mean these this is what this is all i've got yeah i think those all those things are super beautiful and thank you for sharing them i mean I guess where I was coming from earlier in in these my relating it to the Christmas season is I think it's important to utilize things that are provided for us because it's a lot of work to be constantly creating your own happiness and joy and working through. And I think we get jaded a lot in thinking that just because something has other meanings doesn't mean that we can't find the joy in it. 
I look at a holiday time, especially, you know, the end of the year time provides a moment ready-made for visioning. The holiday time provides a moment ready-made for joy and giving and celebration. Valentine's Day, no matter how much of a hallmark holiday it is, which it totally is, provides a moment to celebrate love. So taking into account that It is not an on or off switch just because the season is there. And that Mm -hmm. I think Valentine's Day is a great example. You and I have always chosen to love those around us during that time. But I think that it is also a very difficult reminder of lost love or the lack of love or the inability to find love. Right. And so... I'm really curious about what you're offering here because capitalizing on the potential of the season Mm -hmm. without just expecting it to wash away all your problems and all your disappointments. And we've already acknowledged that we, that we acknowledge that this is not an easy time of year for people very difficult, and that the start of the new year can be challenging too, because you look back and you say what did or didn't happen, what fear of the future, like there's a cold and dark outside and not a lot of sunshine. So we've acknowledged mm -hmm. all that. I want to hear what you mean by that. That's not just a bag of tricks. Yeah. I mean, I think as I have learned in my life, experiencing, say, the more positive aspects of things while still having relationship with with disappointment with disappointment when people are going through a hard time i often hear people say something like that really helped me through that and oftentimes what quote unquote helped them through that wasn't something that was also disappointing it was something that was positive hey that friend showing up really helped me through that time and it didn't mean that they lost connection or they completely ignored the disappointment that was happening But there was some sort of positive element there that allowed them to gain perspective or find joy in that, find a element of joy. And so just as we cannot ignore the disappointment and we must sit with it and we must be with it, we must also do the same and acknowledge the joy and the happiness and the good things that are happening out there. Find that balance because I believe that they interact with each other. You can't use one or the other to bypass one or the other. That's just my opinion about it. So when I say that they're ready-made holidays, I say they're an opportunity to find something that could help you through a hard time. You could find a moment of joy. You can still have that. You can still be in grief and sorrow for whatever thing, but you can also find joy. You deserve that. We deserve that. I believe that. So I think of it as like the difference between a gloomy day and a sunny day. And maybe people love a gloomy day, but let's assume that a sunny day might have the potential to make you happier. If you've got disappointment in a gloomy day, you might bundle up and just rest in bed. But if you have disappointment in a sunny day, you walk outside and you allow the sun to shine on you. It's not going to take away your disappointment. It's not going to fix everything. And you don't have to make the most of the sunshine. You're just going to walk outside and let the sun shine on you. And so essentially what you're saying is that if at all possible to let the season shine down on you. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It'd be interesting to hear how people feel about that, especially in the midst of so much loss this year. Yeah, 100%. I would love to know folks' thoughts. And, you know, I appreciate our differences of opinions. And I have always said that I learn a lot from you, and that continues to be true. I love you, babe. Love you. 
Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.